The following sections are under the category EV, electric vehicles. EV1, general requirements. EV1.1, definitions. EV1.1.1, high voltage HV system. Circuit with a potential difference where the nominal operation voltage is greater than 60 volts DC or 25 volts AC RMS. EV1.1.2, low voltage, LV. Any voltage below and including 60 volts DC or 25 volts AC RMS. EV1.1.3, tractive system. Every part that is electrically connected to the motor and tractive system accumulators. EV1.1.4, grounded low voltage, GLV. Every electrical part that is not part of the tractive system. EV1.1.5, accumulator. All the battery cells or supercapacitors that store the electrical energy to be used by the tractive system. EV1.2, overall requirements. EV1.2.1, the tractive system. A, is a high voltage system. B, must be completely isolated from the chassis and any other conductive parts of the vehicle. C, must contain components that are rated for the maximum tractive system voltage. EV 1.2.2 The GLV system must be A. A low voltage system B. Grounded to the chassis C. Powered up using a specified procedure before it is possible to activate the tractive system CEV 6.11 EV 1.2.3 Specific requirements of the GLV batteries are given in T 11.1 EV 1.2.4 Separation of Tractive System and GLV System A. The entire tractive system and GLV system must be completely galvanically separated. B. The border between tractive and GLV system is the galvanic isolation between both systems. Therefore, some components, such as the motor controller, may be part of both systems. EV 1.2.5 the tractive system motors must be connected to the accumulator through motor controller. No direct connections between motors and accumulator. EV 1.2.6 Regenerating energy is allowed and unrestricted when the vehicle speed is greater than 5 km per hour. EV 1.2.7 Supplying power to the motor such that the vehicle is driven in reverse is prohibited. EV 1.3 Power and voltage limitation. EV 1.3.1. The maximum power drawn from the accumulator must not exceed 80 kilowatts. EV 1.3.2. The maximum permitted voltage that may occur between any two points must not exceed 600 volts DC. EV 1.4. Energy meter. EV 1.4.1. All electric vehicles must run with the energy meter provided by the organizer. EV 1.4.2 The energy meter must be installed in an easily accessible location. EV 1.4.3 Power and voltage limits will be checked by evaluating the energy meter data. Energy is calculated as the time integrated value of the measured voltage multiplied by the measured current logged by the energy meter. EV 1.4.4 .4.
A violation is defined as using more than the specified maximum power or exceeding the maximum voltage either continuously for 100 milliseconds or more or after a moving average over 500 milliseconds is applied. EV 1.4.5 Non-availability of energy meter data due to the team's fault, tampering, or attempting to tamper with the energy meter will be treated as a violation. EV 1.4.6 Tampering or attempting to tamper may result in disqualification. EV 1.4.7 Violations during the acceleration skid pad autocross events. A. Each violation will disqualify the best run of the team. B. Multiple violations will DQ multiple runs. Example, two violations will disqualify the two best runs. EV 1.4.8 Violations during the endurance event. Each violation will receive a 60-second penalty. EV 1.4.9 Repeated violations may void inspection approval or receive additional penalties up to and including disqualification. EV 1.4.10 The respective data of each run in which a team has a violation and the resulting decision may be made public. EV2, Components. EV2.1, Motors. EV2.1.1, Only electrical motors are allowed. Any type of electrical motor is allowed. The number of motors is not limited. EV2.1.2, The rotating part of the motor must be contained within a structural casing. EV2.1.3, The motor casing may be the original motor casing. A team-built motor casing or the original casing with additional material added to achieve the minimum required thickness. Minimum thickness is 3 mm for aluminum alloy 6061-T6. If lower grade aluminum alloy is used, then the material must be thicker to provide an equivalent strength. The minimum thickness is 2 mm for steel. EV 2.1.4 if the motor casing rotates around the stator, or the motor case is perforated, then a scatter shield must be included around the motor. This scatter shield must be 1 mm minimum thickness and made from aluminum alloy 6061-T6 or steel. EV 2.2 Accelerator Pedal Position Sensor, APPS EV 2.2.1 Refer to T6.2 for specific requirements of the APPS. EV 2.2.2 Drive-by-wire control of real torque is permitted. EV 2.2.3 Any algorithm or electronic control unit that can manipulate the APPS signal, for example for vehicle dynamic functions such as traction control, may only lower the total driver requested torque and must not increase it. EV 2.3 Brake System Encoder, BSE EV 2.3.1 Refer to T6.3 for specific requirements of the BSE. EV 2.3.2 The BSE may be used to control regenerative braking. EV 2.4 APPS and Brake Pedal Plausibility Check EV 2.4.1 the power to the motors must be immediately shut down completely if the mechanical brakes are actuated and the APPS signals more than 25% pedal travel at the same time. This must be demonstrated when the motor controllers are under load.
EV 2.4.2. The motor power shutdown must remain active until the APPS signals less than 5% pedal travel, whether the brakes are still actuated or not. EV 3. Tractive system and energy storage. EV 3.1. Tractive system accumulator container. General requirements. EV 3.1.1. All cells or supercapacitors which store the tractive system energy will be built into accumulator segments and must be enclosed in an accumulator container. EV 3.1.2 Each accumulator segment must contain maximum static voltage of less than 120 volts DC and maximum energy of 6 megajoules. The contained energy of a stack is calculated by multiplying the maximum stack voltage with the nominal capacity of the used cells. Splitting the accumulator into its segments is intended to reduce the risks associated with working on the accumulator. EV 3.1.3 Each accumulator container must be removable from the vehicle while still remaining rules compliant. EV 3.1.4 If spare accumulators are to be used, then they all must be of the same size, weight, and type as those that are replaced. EV 3.2 Tractive System Accumulator Container, Electrical Configuration EV 3.2.1 If the container is made from an electrically conductive material, the poles of the accumulator segments and or cells must be isolated from the inner wall of the accumulator container with an insulating material that is rated for the maximum tractive system voltage. All conductive surfaces on the outside of the container must have a low resistance connection to the GLV system ground. CEV 6.3 Special care must be taken to ensure that conductive penetrations, such as mounting hardware, are adequately protected against puncturing the insulating barrier. EV 3.2.2 Every accumulator container must contain at least one fuse and at least two accumulator isolation relays. CEV5 and EV8.1 EV3.2.3 Each segment must be electrically insulated by the use of suitable material between the segments in the container and on top of the segment to prevent arc flashes caused by intersegment contact or by parts and tools accidentally falling into the container during maintenance, for example. Air is not considered to be a suitable insulation material in this case. EV 3.2.4 All tractive system connectors outside of a housing must include a pilot contact or interlock line which activates the shutdown. EV 3.2.5 Contacting or interconnecting the single cells by soldering in the high current path is prohibited. Soldering wires to cells for the voltage monitoring input of the AMS is allowed. These wires are not part of the high current path. EV 3.2.6 Every wire used in an accumulator container, no matter whether it is part of the GLV or tractive system, must be rated to the maximum tractive system voltage. EV 3.2.7 Each accumulator container must have a prominent indicator, such as an LED that will illuminate whenever a voltage greater than 60 volts DC is present at the vehicle side of the AIRs. A the voltage being present at the connectors must directly control the indicator using hardwired electronics. No software control is permitted. 
activating the indicator with the control signal which closes the AIRs is not sufficient. B. The accumulator voltage indicator must always work even if the container is disconnected from the GLVs or removed from the vehicle. EV 3.3 Tractive System Accumulator Container Maintenance Plugs EV 3.3.1 Maintenance plugs must allow electrical separation of the internal cell segments such that the separated cell segments meet voltage and energy limits of EV 3.1.2 and the separation must affect both poles of the segment. EV 3.3.2 This separation method must be used whenever the accumulator containers are opened for maintenance and whenever accumulator segments are removed from the container. EV 3.3.3 Maintenance plugs must require the physical removal or separation of a component. Contactors or switches are not acceptable maintenance plugs. EV 3.3.4 Maintenance Plug Physical Requirements A. Must not be possible to connect in any other way other than the design intended configuration. B. Must not require tools to install or remove. C. Must include a positive locking feature which prevents the plug from unintentionally becoming loose. And D. Must be non-conductive on surfaces that do not provide any electrical connection. EV 3.4 Accumulator Isolation Relays AIR EV 3.4.1 At least two isolation relays must be installed in every accumulator container. EV 3.4.2 The accumulator isolation relays must open both poles of the accumulator. EV 3.4.3 If these relays are open, no high voltage may be present outside of the accumulator container. EV 3.4.4 The isolation relays must be of a normally open type. EV 3.4.5 The fuse protecting the accumulator tractive system circuit must have a rating lower than the maximum switch-off current of the accumulator isolation relays. EV 4 Tractive system Mechanical EV 4.1 General accumulator EV 4.1.1 All accumulator containers must lie within the primary structure. EV 4.1.2 Accumulator containers must be built of mechanically robust material. EV 4.1.3 The container material must be fire-resistant according to the UL94-VO FAR25 or equivalent. EV 4.1.4 all accumulator containers must be protected from side or rear impact by structure equivalent to that per T2.26 or T2.34 and must be included in the SES. The container must not form part of the equivalent structure. EV 4.1.5 All accumulator containers must be designed to withstand forces from deceleration in all directions. EV 4.1.6 the accumulator containers and mounting systems are subject to approval during SES review and technical inspection. EV 4.1.7 A sticker according to ISO 7010-W012 triangle with black lightning bolt on yellow background with triangle side length of at least 100 millimeters and the text always energized must be applied on every accumulator container.
The sticker must also contain the text high voltage if the voltage is more than 60 volts DC or 25 volts AC. EV 4.2 Accumulator Container Design EV 4.2.1 Teams may use the following design guidelines or utilize a standard accumulator container. Design of the accumulator container must be documented in the SES. Documentation includes materials used, drawings and images, fastener locations, cell segment weight, and cell segment position. EV 4.2.2 Accumulator Container Design Guidelines A. The floor or bottom of the accumulator container must be constructed of steel 1.25 mm minimum thickness or aluminum 3.2 mm minimum thickness. B. The external vertical walls must be constructed of steel 0.9 mm minimum thickness or aluminum 2.3 mm minimum thickness. C. Internal vertical walls separating cells and or segments must be minimum of 75% of the height of the external vertical walls and constructed of steel 0.9 mm minimum thickness or aluminum 2.3 mm minimum thickness. D. Covers and lids must be constructed of steel 0.9 mm minimum thickness or aluminum 2.3 mm minimum thickness. E. The floor and walls of the accumulator container must be joined by welds and or fasteners. Any fasteners must be 6 mm or 1 inch minimum diameter critical fasteners. F. Internal vertical walls divide the accumulator container into sections. A maximum of 12 kg is allowed in any section of the accumulator container. Fastened connections between the floor and any vertical wall of each section must have at least two fasteners. Fastened connections between internal vertical walls and external vertical walls must be located in the top half of the internal vertical wall. Sections containing 8 kg or less must have a minimum of two fasteners connecting any two vertical walls. Sections containing between 8 kg and 12 kg must have a minimum of three fasteners connecting any two vertical walls. Example, an accumulator container with two internal walls has three sections. Each section contains less than 8 kilograms, therefore 18 floor-to-wall joints are required in total with at least two fasteners per joint. G. Folding or bending plate material to create flanges or to eliminate joints between walls is recommended. H. Covers and lids must be fastened with a minimum of one fastener for each external vertical wall per section. I. Alternate materials are allowed with proof of equivalency per T2.31. Proof of equivalency must be documented in the SES and test samples must be available at technical inspection. J. Substituting one 6mm or 1 inch bolt with two 5mm or number 12 bolts or three 4mm or number 10 bolts is allowed. The accumulator design guidelines are intended to generate a structure that does not fail under the following accelerations. 40G in the longitudinal direction, forward and aft, 40G in the lateral direction, left and right, and 20G in the vertical direction, up and down. EV 4.2.3 The cells and or segments must be appropriately secured against moving inside the container. A. This mounting system must be designed to withstand the following accelerations. 40G in the longitudinal direction, forward and aft, 40G in the lateral direction, left and right, and 20G in the vertical direction, up and down. B. Calculations and or tests proving these requirements are met must be included in the SES. 
C. Any fasteners must be 6 millimeters or a quarter inch minimum diameter critical fasteners. EV 4.2.4 The accumulator segments contained within the accumulator must be separated by an electrically insulating and fire-resistant barrier. Documentation of segment separation must be provided in the ESF. EV 4.2.5 Composite accumulator containers must satisfy the following requirements. A. Data obtained from laminate perimeter shear strength and three-point bending tests must be used for any strength calculations. And B. The calculations and physical test results must be included in the SES. EV 4.3 Accumulator Container Attachment EV 4.3.1 Accumulator containers must be attached to the major structure of the chassis. EV 4.3.2 Attachment of the accumulator container must be documented in the SES. EV 4.3.3 Any fasteners used to attach accumulator containers are critical fasteners. EV 4.3.4 Each attachment point to a composite accumulator container requires steel backing plates with a thickness of 2 mm minimum. Alternate materials may be used for backing plates if equivalency is proven. EV 4.3.5 Teams may justify the accumulator container attachment using either corner attachments in analysis per EV 4.3.6 or load-based analysis per EV 4.3.7. EV 4.3.6 Accumulator Attachment Corner Attachments A. At least eight attachments are required for any configuration. One attachment for each corner of a rectangular attachment of multiple accumulator segments. More than the minimum number of fasteners may be required for non-rectangular arrangements. Examples. An extruded L-shape would require attachment at 10 convex corners. An extruded hexagon would require 12 attachments. B. The mechanical connections at each corner must be within 50 millimeters of the corner of the segment, within 50 millimeters of a chassis node or monocoque attachment point, spaced at least 50 millimeters from the mechanical connection of any other corner, and the same fastener diameter and grade. C. Each attachment point must be able to withstand a test load. The test load is equal to one-fourth of the total mass of the container accelerating at 40 g. Every fastener must withstand the test load in pure shear using the minor diameter if any threads are in shear. Every accumulator bracket, chassis bracket, or monocoque attachment point must withstand the test load in bending, in pure tear-out, pure pull-out, pure weld shear if welded, and pure bond shear and pure bond tensile if bonded. EV 4.3.7 Accumulator Attachment Load-Based A. The number of attachment points that must be used depends on the total mass of the container. If the accumulator weight is less than 20 kilograms, four minimum attachment points are needed. For 20 to 30 kilogram accumulators, minimum attachment points needed are six. For 30 to 40 kilograms, eight minimum attachment points are needed. And for greater than 40 kilogram accumulators, a minimum of 10 attachment points are needed. B, any brackets which attach the accumulator container to the chassis must be made of steel 1.6 millimeters minimum thickness or aluminum 4 mm minimum thickness, and have gussets to carry bending loads. C. 
Each attachment point, including any brackets, backing plates, and inserts, must be able to withstand 15 kilonewtons in any direction. EV 4.4 Accumulator Container Holes Inventing EV 4.4.1 Holes, both internal and external, in the container are only allowed for the wiring harness, ventilation, cooling, or fasteners. External holes must be sealed per EV 6.5.1 and EV 6.5.2. EV 4.4.2 The container must be completely closed at all times when mounted to the vehicle and also when dismounted from the vehicle without the need to install extra protective covers. Openings for ventilation should be of a reasonable size. Completely open side pods containing accumulators are not allowed. EV 4.4.3 any accumulators that may vent an explosive gas must have a ventilation system or pressure relief valve to prevent the vented gas from reaching an explosive concentration. EV 4.4.4 Every accumulator container which is completely sealed must have a pressure relief valve to prevent high pressure in the container. EV 5 Tractive System Monitoring EV 5.1 Accumulator Management System AMS. EV 5.1.1. Each accumulator must be monitored by an accumulator management system whenever the tractive system is active or the accumulator is connected to a charger. For battery systems, this is generally referred to as a battery management system, BMS. However, other electrical energy storage systems are allowed and therefore AMS will be the terminology used in this document. EV 5.1.2. The AMS must continuously measure the cell voltage of every cell in order to keep the cells inside the allowed minimum and maximum cell voltage levels stated in the cell data sheet. If single cells are directly connected in parallel, only one voltage measurement is needed. EV 5.1.3 The AMS must continuously measure the temperatures of critical points of the accumulator to keep the cells below the allowed maximum cell temperature limit stated in the cell data sheet, or 60 degrees Celsius whichever is lower. EV 5.1.4 Cell temperature must be measured at the negative terminal of the respective cell and the sensor used must be in direct contact with either the negative terminal or its bus bar. If the sensor is on the bus bar, it must be less than 10 millimeters away from the cell terminal. EV 5.1.5 For centralized AMS systems, two or more cells per AMS board, all voltage sense wires to the AMS must be protected by fusible link wires or fuses so that any of the sense wiring cannot exceed its current carrying capacity in the event of a short circuit. The fusing must occur in the conductor, wire, or PCB trace which is directly connected to the cell tab. EV 5.1.6 Any distributed AMS system, one cell measurement per board, where the sense wire connections at the board are less than 25 millimeters, does not need additional fusing if the board is protected from short circuit and the connection to the AMS is also protected. If these conditions are not met, then the positive cell terminal must be protected with a fusible link wire. EV 5.1.7 Where required, the fusible link wire may form the entire sense wire or a section of the sense wire. If the fusible link wire forms a section of the sense wire, then the gauge of the fusible link wire must be sized appropriately to pr protect the remaining part of the voltage sense wire from currents above its continuous current rating. If any of these fusible link wires are blown 
or if the connection to measure the cell voltage is interrupted in any way, then this must be detected by the AMS and must be reported as a critical voltage problem. EV 5.1.8 For lithium-based cells, the temperature of at least 20% of the cells must be monitored by the AMS. The monitor cells must be equally distributed within the accumulator containers. EV 5.1.9 it is acceptable to monitor multiple cells with one sensor. If EV 5.1.4 is met for all cells sensed by the sensor, every cell temperature should be monitored. EV 5.1.10 The AMS must shut down the tractive system by opening the AIRs if critical voltage or temperature values according to the cell manufacturer's datasheet and taking into account the accuracy of the measurement system are detected. EV 5.1.11 If the AMS does not perform a shutdown, then a red LED marked AMS must light up in the cockpit. EV 6 Tractive System General Requirements EV 6.1 Separation of Tractive System and Grounded Low Voltage System EV 6.1.1 The layout of electrical devices designed by the team must be documented accurately in the ESF. EV 6.1.2 There must be no connection between the frame of the vehicle or any other conductive surface that might be inadvertently touched by a crew member or spectator and any part of any tractive system circuits. EV 6.1.3 Tractive system and GLV circuits must be physically segregated such that they are not run through the same conduit or connector, except for interlock circuit connections. EV 6.1.4 GLV systems must not be included in the accumulator container except for required purposes. Exceptions include the AIRs, high-voltage DC-DC converters, the AMS, and the IMD. The galvanic isolation of any low-voltage wiring within the accumulator container and where appropriate elsewhere must be described within the ESF. EV 6.1.5 where both tractive system and GLV are present within an enclosure, they must either be separated by insulating barriers made of moisture-resistant, UL-recognized or equivalent insulating materials rated for 150 degrees Celsius or higher, such as Nomex-based electrical insulation, or maintain the following spacing through air or over a surface similar to those defined in UL 1741. For less than 100 volts DC, 10 millimeters is needed. From 100 volts DC to 200 volts DC, 20 millimeters is needed. For greater than 200 volts DC, 30 millimeters is needed. EV 6.1.6 Spacing must be clearly defined. Components and cables capable of movement must be positively restrained to maintain spacing. EV 6.1.7 If tractive system and GLV are on the same circuit board, they must be on separate, clearly defined areas of the board. The tractive system and GLV areas must be clearly marked on the PCB. Required spacing related to the spacing between traces and board areas are as follows. For voltage 0 to 50 volts DC, over surface 1.6 millimeters, through air, cut and board, 1.6 millimeters, under conformal coating, 1 millimeter, 
Voltage, 50 to 150 volts DC. Oversurface, 6.4 millimeters. Through air cut and bored, 3.2 millimeters. Under conformal coating, 2 millimeters. For voltage, 150 to 300 volts DC. Oversurface, 9.5 millimeters. Through air cut and bored, 6.4 millimeters. Under conformal coating, 3 millimeters. For 300 to 600 volts DC, oversurface 12.7 millimeters, through air cut and bored, 9.5 millimeters, under conformal coating, 4 millimeters. If integrated circuits are used, such as optocouplers, which are rated for the respective maximum tractive system voltage, but do not fulfill the required spacing, then they may still be used and the given spacing do not apply. EV 6.1.8 Teams must be prepared to demonstrate spacing on team-built equipment. Information on this must be included in the electrical system form. For inaccessible circuitry, spare boards or appropriate photographs must be available for inspection. EV 6.1.9 All connections to external devices such as laptops from a tractive system component must include galvanic isolation. EV 6.2 Positioning of tractive system parts. EV 6.2.1 All parts belonging to the tractive system other than outboard wheel motors, including cables and wiring, must be contained within the primary structure envelope and or an additional envelope of tubing which meets the minimum specification defined per T2.5 or T2.6 or T2.7 or T2.34 or equivalent such that they are protected against being damaged in case of a crash or rollover situation. EV 6.2.2 Outboard wheel motors, where the motor attendant cables and wiring are outside of the frame, are allowed only if an interlock is added such that the shutdown circuit is activated and the AIRs are opened if the wheel assembly is damaged or knocked off the vehicle. The activation of the shutdown circuit must occur before the failure of the tractive system wiring. EV 6.2.3 If tractive system parts are mounted in a position where damage could occur from a rear or side impact below 350 mm from the ground, for example motors at the rear of the vehicle, they must be protected by a fully triangulated surface with tubes for tractive system component protection. See T2.5, T2.6, T2.7, or T2.34. EV 6.2.4 Inside or front view, no part of the tractive system must project below the lower surface of the frame or the monocoque, whichever is applicable. EV 6.2.5 Additional regulations apply for accumulators. See EV 4.1 EV 6.3 Grounding EV 6.3.1 all electrically conductive parts of the vehicle, parts made of steel, anodized aluminum, any other metal parts, etc., which are within 100 millimeters of any tractive system component must have a resistance below 300 milliohms, measured with a current of 1 amp, to GLV system ground. EV 6.3.2 All parts of the vehicle which may become electrically conductive completely coated metal parts, carbon fiber parts, etc., which are within 100 millimeters of any tractive system, 
must have a resistance below 5 ohms to GLV system ground. EV 6.3.3 Electrical conductivity of any part may be tested by checking any point which is likely to be conductive, for example the driver harness attachment bolt, but where no convenient conductive point is available, then an area of coating may be removed. Carbon fiber parts may need special measures such as using copper mesh or similar to keep the ground resistance below 5 ohms. EV 6.4 Tractive System Measuring Points TSMP The tractive system measuring points will be used to check during electrical tech inspection that the tractive system is shut down properly in the given time. They are also needed to ensure the isolation of the tractive system of the vehicle for possible rescue operations after an accident or when work on the vehicle is to be done. EV 6.4.1 Two TSMPs must be installed, which are A. Connected to the positive and negative motor controller and inverter supply lines B. Next to the master switches C. Protected by a non-conductive housing that can be opened without tools and D. Protected from being touched with bare hands or fingers once the housing is opened. EV 6.4.2 The TSMP must be A. 4mm shrouded banana jacks rated to an appropriate voltage level, B. Red in color, and C. Marked high voltage plus and high voltage minus. EV 6.4.3 each TSMP must be secured with a current limiting resistor according to the following table. For voltage max of less than or equal to 200 volts DC, resistor value is 5 kilo ohms. For Vmax between 200 volts DC and up to and equal to 400 volts DC, resistor value is 10 kilo ohms. For Vmax of greater than 400 volts DC and less than or equal to 600 volts DC, resistor value is 15 kilo ohms. EV 6.4.4 Direct measurement of the value of the resistor must be possible during electrical tech inspection. EV 6.4.5 Fusing of any TSMP is prohibited. EV 6.4.6 a GLV system ground measuring point must be installed which is connected to GLV system ground next to the TSMP, 4mm shrouded banana jack, black in color, and marked GND. EV 6.5 Tractive System Insulation, Wiring, and Conduit EV 6.5.1 All parts, especially live wires, contacts, etc. of the tractive system must be isolated by non-conductive material or covers to be protected from being touched. It must not be possible to touch any tractive system connections with a 100 mm long, 6 mm diameter insulated test probe when the tractive system enclosures are in place. EV 6.5.2 Non-conductive covers must prevent inadvertent human contact with any tractive system voltage. This must include crew members working on or inside the vehicle. Covers must be secure and adequately rigid, and body panels that must be removed to access other components, etc., are not a substitute for enclosing tractive system connections. EV 6.5.3 
Tractive system components and containers must be protected from moisture in the form of rain or puddles. A rating of IP65 is recommended. EV 6.5.4 Insulation material that is appropriate for the expected surrounding temperatures must be used and this must have a minimum temperature rating of 90 degrees Celsius. Using only insulating tape or rubber-like paint for insulation is prohibited. EV 6.5.5 All wires and terminals and other conductors used in the tractive system must be sized appropriately for the continuous tractive system current. Wires must be marked with a wire gauge, temperature rating, and insulation voltage rating. A serial number or a norm printed on the wire is sufficient if this serial number or norm is clearly bound to the wire characteristics, for example, by a datasheet. The minimum acceptable temperature rating for tractive system cables is 90 degrees Celsius. Sizing of the conductors for the continuous tractive system current may take account of the RMS or average electrical current that will be used and the anticipated duration of time at maximum electrical current. EV 6.5.6 All tractive system wiring must be done to professional standards with appropriately sized conductors and terminals and with adequate strain relief and protection from loosening due to vibration. EV 6.5.7 All tractive system wiring that runs outside of electrical closures a. Must either be enclosed in separate orange non-conductive conduit or use an orange shielded cable. B. Except in the case where the tractive system wiring runs in a fully enclosed container, the conduit or shielded cable must be securely anchored at least at each end so that it can withstand a force of 200 newtons without straining the cable end crimp, and must be located out of the way of possible snagging or damage. Bodywork is not sufficient to meet this closure requirement. C. Any shielded cable must have the shield grounded. EV 6.5.8 All tractive system connections, A, must be designed so that they use intentional current paths through conductors such as copper or aluminum. B. Should not rely on steel bolts to be the primary conductor. And C must not include compressible material such as plastic in the stack-up. EV 6.5.9 Tractive system wiring must be shielded against damage by rotating and or moving parts. EV 6.5.10 If external, uninsulated heat sinks are used, they must be properly grounded to the GLV system ground. See EV 6.3 EV 6.5.11 Wiring that is not part of the tractive system must not use orange wiring or conduit. EV 6.5.12 All electrical connections, including bolts, nuts, and other fasteners, in the high current path of the tractive system must be secured from unintentional loosening by the use of positive locking mechanisms that are suitable for high temperatures, for example, torque prevailing nuts. Lock washers and thread locking compounds like Loctite do not meet the positive locking requirement. Nylock nuts do not meet the temperature requirements. EV 6.5.13 In the case that a locking helicoil or an approved positive locking mechanism is required that cannot easily be inspected at electrical technical inspection, information about this item must be included in the ESF. EV 6.5.14 
Custom locking features that prevent fasteners from coming loose may be constructed if they can be seen to be in place and do not rely on the clamping force for the locking feature. EV 6.6 Tractive System Enclosures EV 6.6.1 Every housing or enclosure containing parts of the tractive system, except motor housings, must be labeled with a reasonably sized sticker according to ISO 7010-W012, triangle with black lightning bolt on yellow background. The sticker must also contain the text high voltage if the voltage is more than 60 volts DC or 25 volts AC. EV 6.6.2 If the housing material is electrically conductive or possibly electrically conductive, it must have a low resistance connection to GLV system ground. See EV 6.3. EV 6.7 High Voltage Disconnect, HVD. EV 6.7.1 It must be possible to disconnect at least one pole of the tractive system accumulator by quickly removing an unobstructive and directly accessible element, fuse, or connector in case of a stuck accumulator isolation relay, for example. It must be possible to disconnect the HVD without removing any bodywork. The HVD must be above 350 millimeters from the ground and easily visible when standing behind the vehicle. Remote actuation of the HVD through a long handle, rope, or wire is not acceptable. EV 6.7.2 An untrained person must be able to remove the HVD within 10 seconds in ready-to-race condition. Being able to quickly disconnect the accumulators from the rest of the tractive system by its connectors will satisfy this requirement. EV 6.7.3 a dummy connector or similar may be needed to restore the system's isolation. EV 6.7.4 The high voltage disconnect must be clearly marked with HVD. EV 6.7.5 No tools must be needed to open the HVD. EV 6.7.6 .6. An interlock must activate the shutdown circuit and open the AIRs when the HVD is removed. EV 6.8 Wiring of the Tractive System Supply EV 6.8.1 All accumulator containers must be wired to a single point. They may be wired in series or parallel, but all the power supplying the tractive system must flow through this single point and must pass the energy meter position. EV 6.8.2 no further energy storages except for reasonably sized intermediate circuit capacitors are allowed beyond this point. EV 6.9 Precharge and Discharge Circuits EV 6.9.1 A circuit that is able to precharge the intermediate circuit to at least 90% of the current accumulator voltage before closing the second AIR must be implemented. This circuit must be disabled by a deactivated shutdown circuit. CEV 7.1. Therefore, if the shutdown circuit is open, the precharge circuit must not be able to precharge the system. EV 6.9.2. Any precharge circuitry must be supplied directly from the TSMS. EV 6.9.3. It is allowed to precharge the intermediate circuit for a conservatively calculated time before closing the second AIR. A feedback via measuring the current intermediate circuit voltage is not required. EV 6.9.4 
If a discharge circuit is needed to meet EV 7.2.3, it must be designed to handle the maximum discharge current for at least 15 seconds. The calculation proving this must be part of the ESF. The TSAL must A. Be red in color and B. Flash continuously with a frequency between 2 Hz and 5 Hz. EV 6.10.4 When the voltage outside the accumulator containers is below the voltages listed in EV 6.10.3 above, the TSAL must be green and must remain continuously illuminated. EV 6.10.5 The TSAL mounting location must be near the main hoop at the highest point of the vehicle, be mounted lower than the highest point of the main hoop, be no lower than 150 millimeters from the highest point of the main hoop, not allow contact with the driver's helmet in any circumstances, and not be in proximity to other lights. EV 6.10.6 The TSAL must be visible from every horizontal direction except small angles which are blocked by the main hoop must be visible from a point 1.6 meters vertically from ground level within a 3 meter horizontal radius from the TSAL and must be visible in direct sunlight. EV 6.11, ready to drive. EV 6.11.1, the vehicle is ready to drive as soon as the motors will respond to the input of the APPS. EV 6.11.2, Closing only the shutdown circuit must not set the vehicle to ready-to-drive mode. EV 6.11.3 Additional actions must be performed by the driver to set the vehicle to ready-to-drive mode, such as pressing a dedicated start button after the tractive system has been activated. One of these actions must include the brake pedal being pressed as ready-to-drive mode is entered. EV 6.11.4 the vehicle must make a characteristic sound when it is ready to drive. EV 6.11.5 The ready to drive sound must be sounded continuously for at least 1 second and a maximum of 3 seconds. Must be a minimum sound level of 80 A-weighted decibels, fast waiting. And must be easily recognizable. No animal voices, song parts, or sounds that could be interpreted as offensive will be accepted. EV 6.11.6 The vehicle must not make sounds similar to the ready-to-drive sound. EV 7 Shutdown circuit and systems. EV 7.1 Activating the tractive system. EV 7.1.1 The driver must be able to activate or reset the tractive system from within the cockpit without external assistance except for situations in which the AMS IMD or BSPD have shut down the tractive system. EV 7.2 Shutdown Circuit An explanatory schematic of the required shutdown circuit, excluding possibly needed interlock circuitry, is shown on the next page. EV 7.2.1 The shutdown circuit directly carries the current driving the accumulator isolation relays, AIRs. EV 7.2.2 the shutdown circuit consists of at least two master switches, three shutdown buttons, the brake over travel switch, the insulation monitoring device, the inertia switch, the brake system plausibility device, all required interlocks, and the accumulator management system. EV 7.2.3 
A failure causing the GLV system to shut down must immediately deactivate the tractive system. EV 7.2.4 If the shutdown circuit is opened or interrupted, the tractive system must be shut down by opening all accumulator isolation relays and the voltage in the tractive system must drop to under 60 volts DC or 25 volts AC RMS in less than 5 seconds after opening the shutdown circuit. All accumulator current flow must stop immediately. EV 7.2.5 Cell balancing when the accumulator isolation relays are open is not permitted. EV 7.2.6 If the shutdown circuit is opened by the AMS, the IMD, or the BSPD, the tractive system must remain disabled until being manually reset by a person directly at the vehicle, which is not the driver. Remote reset is not permitted. EV 7.2.7 it must not be possible for the driver to reactivate the tractive system from within the vehicle in case of an AMS, IMD, or BSPD fault. EV 7.2.8 All circuits that are part of the shutdown circuit must be designed in a way that in the de-energized and disconnected state they are open such that each circuit will remove the current controlling the AIRs. EV 7.2.9 if the tractive system is deactivated while driving, the motors must spin free. No brake torque must be applied to the motors. EV 7.2.10 In order to offer additional protection to the AIRs, a capacitor may be used to hold the AIRs closed for up to 250 milliseconds after removing the current source that keeps them closed, such that the motor controller has some opportunity to reduce the tractive current before the AIRs isolate the accumulator from the rest of the tractive system. EV 7.2.11 It must be possible to demonstrate that all features of the shutdown circuit function correctly, including all interlocks. EV 7.2.12 Every system required or able to open the shutdown circuit must have its own, non-programmable power stage. The respective power stages must be designed such that a failure cannot result in electrical power being fed back into the electrical shutdown circuit. EV 7.2.13 The shutdown buttons, the brake over travel switch, the TSMS, and all interlocks must directly carry the AIR current and not act through any power stage. EV 7.3 Master Switches EV 7.3.1 each vehicle must have two master switches. EV 7.3.2 The grounded low-voltage master switch, GLVMS, must A. Completely disable power to the GLV system B. Be direct acting and must not act through a relay or logic C. Be in the center of a completely red circular area of greater than 50 millimeters in diameter and D. Be labeled LV EV 7.3.3 The Tractive System Master Switch, TSMS, must A. Open the shutdown circuit B. Be direct acting, not through a relay or logic, and must be the last switch before the AIRs, except for pre-charged circuitry and hardwire interlocks. Interlocks between the TSMS and AIRs must not be in the low ground connection to the AIR coils. C. Be in the center of a completely orange circular area of greater than 50 millimeters in diameter. D. Be labeled HV or TS 
and assemble according to ISO 7010-W012, which is the triangle with black lightning bolt on yellow background. And E, be fitted with a lockout-tagout capability to prevent accidental activation of the tractive system. EV 7.3.4 Both master switches must A. Be located on the right side of the vehicle in proximity to the main hoop at the driver's shoulder height. B. Be easily actuated from outside the vehicle. C. Be of the rotary mechanical type with a red removable key that may only be removable in the electrically open position. D. Not be easily removable and not mounted onto removable bodywork. E. Mounted so that the rotary axis of the key is near horizontal and across the vehicle. F. The on position of both switches must be in the horizontal position and must be marked accordingly. G. The off position of both switches must also be clearly marked. EV 7.3.5 The electrical system officer must ensure that the TSMS is locked in the off position whenever work is done on the vehicle. EV 7.4 Shutdown buttons EV 7.4.1 A system of three shutdown buttons must be installed on the vehicle. EV 7.4.2 Pressing any one of the shutdown buttons must separate the tractive system from the accumulator block by opening the shutdown circuit. EV 7.4.3 Each shutdown button must be a push-pull or push-rotate emergency switch where pushing the button opens the shutdown circuit. EV 7.4.4 The shutdown buttons must not act through programmable logic. EV 7.4.5 Two buttons must be installed on the sides of the vehicle which A. Are located on each side of the vehicle behind the driver's compartment at approximately the level of the driver's head. B. Have a diameter of 40 millimeters minimum. C. Have the international electrical symbol consisting of a red spark on a white-edged blue triangle affixed in close proximity. D. Must not be easily removable or mounted onto removable bodywork. EV 7.4.6 One shutdown button must be a cockpit-mounted master switch, which A. Is located within easy reach of the belted-in driver alongside the steering wheel and unobstructed by the steering wheel or any other part of the vehicle. B. Has a diameter of 24 millimeters minimum. C. Has the international electrical symbol consisting of a red spark on a white-edged blue triangle affixed in close proximity. EV 7.5 Insulation Monitoring Device, IMD EV 7.5.1 Every vehicle must have an insulation monitoring device, IMD, installed in the tractive system. EV 7.5.2 The IMD must be a Bender ISO F1 IR155-3203 or 3204 or equivalent IMD approved for automotive use. Equivalency may be approved by a rules question based on the following criteria. Robustness to vibration, operating temperature range, IP rating, availability of a direct output, a self-test facility, and must not be powered by the system which is monitored. EV 7.5.3 The response value of the IMD must be set to 500 ohms per volt, related to the maximum tractive system operation voltage.
EV 7.5.4. In case of an insulation failure or an IMD failure, the IMD must open the shutdown circuit. This must be done without the influence of any programmable logic. See EV 7.2.6 and EV 7.2.7 regarding the reactivation of the tractive system after an insulation fault. EV 7.5.5 The status of the IMD must be shown to the driver by an indicator light which must illuminate when the IMD detects an insulation failure and when the IMD detects a failure in its own operation when it loses reference ground, for example. EV 7.5.6 The IMD indicator light must be red, clearly visible to the seated driver in bright sunlight, and clearly marked with the lettering IMD. EV 7.6 Brake System Plausibility Device, BSPD EV 7.6.1 A standalone, non-programmable circuit must be used on the vehicle such that when braking hard without locking the wheels, and when a positive current is delivered from the motor controller, the AIRs will be opened. The current limit for triggering the circuit must be set at a level where 5 kilowatts of electrical power in the DC circuit is delivered to the motors at the nominal battery voltage. The action of opening the AIRs must occur if the implausibility is persistent for more than 0.5 seconds. The circuit must also include open and short circuit detection for sensor inputs such that the shutdown circuit is opened. EV 7.6.2 This device must be provided in addition to the plausibility checks which are carried out by the controller which interprets the driver's torque request and driver's torque to the wheels. See EV 7.2.6 and EV 7.2.7 regarding the reactivation of the tractive system after triggering of the BSPD. EV 7.6.3 The team must devise a test to prove this required function during electrical tech inspection. It is suggested that it should be possible to achieve this by sending an appropriate signal to the non-programmable circuit that represents the current to achieve 5 kilowatts while pressing the brake pedal to a position or with a force that represents hard braking. EV 7.7 .7, Inertia Switch EV 7.7.1 All vehicles must be equipped with an inertia switch. This must be a Sensator Resettable Crash Sensor or equivalent. EV 7.7.2 The device must trigger due to an impact load which decelerates the vehicle at between 8G and 11G, depending on the duration of the deceleration. See spec sheet of the Sensata device. EV 7.7.3 The inertia switch must be part of the shutdown circuit and must be wired in series with the shutdown buttons such that an impact will result in the shutdown circuit being activated and the AIRs being opened. EV 7.7.4 The inertia switch must latch until manually reset. EV 7.7.5 The inertia switch may be reset by the driver from within the driver's cell. EV 7.7.6 The device must be mechanically attached to the vehicle. However, it must be possible to demount the device so that its functionality may be tested by shaking it. EV 7.8 Charging Shutdown Circuit EV 7.8.1 
The charging shutdown circuit when charging consists of at least the charger shutdown button, the insulation monitoring device, IMD, and the accumulator management system, AMS. EV 7.8.2 If the shutdown circuit is opened by the AMS or the IMD, the tractive system must remain disabled until it is manually reset. EV 7.8.3 The charging shutdown systems must comply with EV 7.2.1, EV 7.2.3, EV 7.2.9, EV 7.2.10, EV 7.2.11, and EV 7.2.12. EV 7.8.4 The charger must include a push-type emergency stop button, which has a minimum diameter of 25 mm and must be clearly labeled. EV8, Fusing. EV8.1, Overcurrent Protection. EV8.1.1, All electrical systems, both low and high voltage, must have appropriate overcurrent protection. EV8.1.2, The continuous current rating of the overcurrent protection must not be greater than the continuous current rating of any electrical component for example, wire, bus bar, cell, or other conductor that it protects. Fuses are the most common form of overcurrent protection. EV 8.1.3 All overcurrent protection devices must be rated for the highest voltage in the systems they protect. Overcurrent protection devices used for DC must be rated for DC and must carry a DC rating equal to or greater than the system voltage. EV 8.1.4 all overcurrent protection devices must have an interrupt current rating, which is higher than the theoretical short circuit current of the system that it protects. EV 8.1.5 If multiple parallel battery cells, capacitors, strings of battery cells, strings of capacitors, or conductors are used, then each parallel element must have individual overcurrent protection. Any conductors, for example wires, bus bars, etc., conducting the entire pack current must be appropriately sized for the total current that the individual overcurrent protection devices could transmit, or additional overcurrent protection must be used to protect the conductors. EV 8.1.6 Battery packs with low or non-voltage rated fusible links for cell connections may be used when a. An overcurrent protection device rated at a current three times lower than the sum of the parallel fusible links and complying with EV 8.1.2 above is connected in series. B. The AMS can detect an open fusible link and will shut down the electrical system by opening the AIRs if a fault is detected. C. Fusible link current rating is specified in manufacturer's data or suitable test data is provided. EV 8.1.7 Cells with internal overcurrent protection may be used without external overcurrent protection if suitably rated. Most cell internal overcurrent protection devices are low or non-voltage rated and conditions of EV 8.1.6 above will apply. EV 8.1.8 The ESF must include all details of internal and external overcurrent protection including documentation from manufacturer for the particular series and parallel configuration and string voltage. EV 9 High Voltage Procedures and Tools EV 9.1 Working on Tractive System Accumulator Containers
EV 9.1.1. Opening or working on accumulator containers is only allowed in the charging area and during electrical tech inspection. EV 9.1.2. Whenever the accumulator containers are open, the cell segments must be separated by using the maintenance plugs. See EV 3.3. EV 9.1.3 Whenever the accumulator or tractive system is being worked on, appropriate insulated tools must be used. EV 9.1.4 Safety glasses with side shields must be worn by all participating team members anytime when a. Parts of the tractive system are exposed while it is active and b. When work is being done on the accumulators. EV 9.2 Charging EV 9.2.1 Charging tractive system accumulators is only allowed inside the designated area. EV 9.2.2 Accumulators must be removed from the vehicle for charging within a removable accumulator container and placed on the accumulator container handcart for charging. EV 9.2.3 Each accumulator container must have a label with the following data during charging team name, and electrical system officer phone numbers. EV 9.2.4 At least one team member who has knowledge of the charging process must stay with the accumulator during charging. EV 9.2.5 Moving accumulator cells and or accumulator segments around at the competition site is only allowed inside a completely closed accumulator container. EV 9.3 Chargers. EV 9.3.1. Only chargers presented and sealed at electrical tech inspection are allowed. EV 9.3.2. All chargers must meet either accredited to a recognized standard such as CE or team built chargers must meet all electrical requirements for the vehicle tractive system. EV 9.3.3. All connections of the chargers must be isolated and covered. EV 9.3.4 The charger connector must incorporate an interlock such that neither side of the connector become live unless it is correctly connected to the accumulator. EV 9.3.5 High voltage charging leads must be orange. EV 9.3.6 when charging, the AMS must be live and must be able to turn off the charger in the event that a fault is detected. EV 9.3.7 When charging the accumulator, the IMD must be active and must be able to shut down the charger. Either the charger must incorporate an active IMD or an active IMD must be within the accumulator. EV 9.4 Accumulator Container Handcart EV 9.4.1 Teams must have a handcart to transport their accumulators. EV 9.4.2 The handcart must be used whenever the accumulator containers are transported on the competition site. EV 9.4.3 The handcart must be able to carry the load of the accumulator containers. EV 9.4.4 the handcart must have a brake that must a only be released during a dead man type switch where the brake is always on except when released by pushing and holding a handle and b be capable to stop the fully loaded accumulator container handcart ev10 electrical system documentation ev10.1 
Electrical System Form, ESF. EV 10.1.1 Prior to the event, all teams must submit clearly structured documentation of their entire electrical system, including control and tractive system, on the Electrical System Form, ESF. Passing the ESF does not mean that you automatically pass electrical technical inspection with the described items or parts. EV 10.1.2 The ESF must visualize the interconnection of all electric components, including the voltage level, the topology, the wiring in the vehicle, and the construction and build of the accumulators. EV 10.1.3 Teams must present data sheets with rated specifications for all tractive system parts used and show that none of these ratings are exceeded, including wiring components. This includes stress caused by the environment, high temperatures, vibration, etc. EV 10.1.4 Use the format provided and submit the ESF as described in Section DR Document Requirements. Small pictures and small schematics should be put inside the text for easy reference. Data sheets and large schematics should be put in the appendix. EV 10.2 Failure Modes and Effects Analysis FMEA. EV 10.2.1 Teams must submit a complete failure modes and effects analysis FMEA, of the tractive system. EV 10.2.2 Use the format provided and submit the FMEA as described in Section DR Document Requirements. Pictures, schematics, and datasheets to be referenced in the FMEA must be included in the FMEA on additional pages. EV 10.3 Penalty for Late Submission or Non-Submission EV 10.3.1 Penalties for Late Submission of the ESF or FMEA will be imposed as described in Section DR, Document Requirements.